2: Man, with what after feels like forever, the Pittsburgh Steelers finally have a game this weekend. After not playing last week, obviously due to the bye, Steelers will be slated for a 4:05 kickoff against the Los Angeles Rams in Inglewood, California, at SoFi Stadium this weekend. You know, after the bye week, the Pittsburgh Steelers saw all of the AFC North teams win. That's a Tupac reference, if you weren't aware. But let's get into this. So let's start off with the state of the Steelers. Where do they stand? They stand at. Three and two on the year. They are currently in second place in the division. Technically a half a game behind the Baltimore Ravens because obviously the Baltimore Ravens had had their bye week yet. Baltimore Ravens do, however, take on the Lions this weekend. That's going to be a pretty good game, in my opinion. I'm looking forward to that matchup. I'm hoping the Lions can go in there and take a beating to the Baltimore Ravens and maybe give a little bit of cushion with the Pittsburgh Steelers if they go out and take care of business against the Rams. The Browns will be heading out to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Now, this is a game where it's possibly going to be a backup quarterback versus a backup quarterback. I'm not sure what Deshaun Watson is on his injury or more if he's going to play or not, but does it really matter? the quarterback situation for the Cleveland Browns just what it is just bad. So what's new, right? <laughs> and the Bengals are on a bye week, so so we won't have to hear that god awful whoa chant this weekend. But let's uh let's talk about the health report. Let's talk about what the Pittsburgh Steelers are and where the Los Angeles Rams are as well. And the biggest headline when it comes to the injury report for the Pittsburgh Steelers is the new injury to outside linebacker TJ Watt. Apparently he did not participate in Thursday's practice because he's dealing with a heel injury. This heel injury was severe enough for that him not to practice. Don't seem like it's going to be severe enough for him to not play in the game. But it's definitely something you want to keep an eye on. What makes it a little bit more concerning than anything is the fact that his depth has also been hindered with some injury. Nick Herbig has been dealing with a quad injury. He's been limited this entire week. So both of those guys kind of banged up going up against the Los Angeles Rams. It's just something to keep an eye on. I think both guys who end up playing, got to keep an eye on it. Pat Fryermuth is another guy who kind of took a... uh, A step back, so to speak. He hadn't been playing because he had a a hamstring injury a couple of games ago. thought maybe perhaps this could be the game where he returns to the Pittsburgh Steelers. However, dealing with a hamstring injury went from a full participant on Wednesday to a limited participant on Thursday. It's not usually a good sign to see a player who has a soft tissue injury taking a step backwards late in the week. I think that might end up leading to Darnell Washington going ahead and getting the nod here, which I think isn't a bad thing. I'm not saying that Pat Firemouth is a bad tight end or any of those things, but you know, up until this point, he's not been the best blocker. And I think the Steelers want to utilize and pound the rock this game. I think they want to take over the game and control the time of possession and, and, play some bully ball that they've been claiming they want to play this entire year and up to this point really haven't done so 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 having a Darnell Washington out there could be you know more of a blessing in disguise for this team when it comes to the running game I do want Pat Firemouth move out there when he is healthy now he's been dealing with a chest injury since the first week and while he was playing up until his hamstring injury I think that may have been why his blocking had been so poor So with him having a couple of you know weeks off and then you know the bye week I was hoping he'd come back and show that he can be out there and be a useful piece for this offense but him being injured I think he ends up being more of a liability for the Pittsburgh Steelers especially in the running game and if you're having him out there and you're putting him in there only for passing plays that makes your offense quite a bit predictable not something that we all want right but a big piece of the puzzle who is returning in my opinion hasn't been official yet is Deontay Johnson? He's had a hamstring injury that sidelined him week one against the 49ers just after the half. So he hasn't really got a chance to participate. In fact, his longest play of the year was the play that he ended up going down with the hamstring injury. Stated last week. Hell yeah, I'm going to be playing in this game. I look forward to seeing him coming out and playing. Obviously, he was going to be a huge part of this offense. He was the wide receiver that can get open the most. And, you know, I know he gets a bad rap for his drops, but I think those things are just amplified because of the fact that of when they happen. You know, and that's not a good thing, right? You want to be able to make the big plays or the routine plays routinely during those weightier moments, right? Be routine and not get tight. You know, do those things that Mike Tomlin wants these players to do. And, And those... Heavy moments and when adversity is heavy on you, right? But with Deontay Johnson, I, like I said, I think he was going to be a huge focal point. I think him and Kenny worked together on their chemistry this entire offseason. He was going to be Kenny's guy. And since he hasn't been there, I think that has taken a toll on Kenny Pickett's progression and development this season and why maybe perhaps he has taken a little bit of a step back this season compared to where he was heading last season. However, I will say this when it comes to the Steelers offensively as a whole, including Kenny Pickett, I think that together they all have. Have gotten better throughout the year are these steps that they are making steps that you wish that they could make faster and or maybe bigger steps yes 100 percent. but they're still making steps and i think that Just like last year when the Pittsburgh Steelers went into the bye week, they got to do some reflecting, figure out what was working, what wasn't working, looking at inside of the plays and see within the play itself what works, what doesn't work, and what can be tweaked and not tweaked to make this team more successful. They were able to accomplish that last year. I want to see them accomplish that again this year. I think they can do it. I really do think there's going to be a second half resurgence. Anthony McFarlane is another guy who is still on the IR. They're designated to return him and Deontay Johnson, but are currently in the 21-day practice window. I think he may end up getting a go. And I think that the player that is going to least benefit from Anthony McFarland being back is going to be Gunnar Olszewski. I'll be honest. I'm surprised he's still on the team. He has had so many negative plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which have resulted in losses and potential losses in other games. He's kept games tighter than they should have. Now last time that the Steelers took the field against the Baltimore Ravens and you know it it took rookie Joey Porter Jr. to save his rear and intercept the ball there in the end zone or else the Steelers would be in some serious trouble and put themselves in a pretty pretty bad hole going into the bye week if they end up losing that game against Baltimore. But I digress. Andy McFarlane coming back I think that would probably lead to the end of Gunnar Olszewski. James Daniels has been a full participant this week. I think he's going to be a step up with what we've seen with Herbig, not saying that Herbig isn't the greatest interior offensive line or any of those things. I think he is a suitable, good option. And I think that in a pinch, if needed to start for extended time, I think he would be okay and good. But I think James Daniel is just a tier above, above Herbig biggest controversy going on amongst Steelers nation is Dan Moore. He's been a full participant this week. It appears that he's going to end up getting the nod at the number one left tackle over Broderick Jones of this upcoming game against the Los Angeles Rams in a move that has everybody saying what Broderick Jones. I just don't get it. Broderick Jones did well enough to keep the job, but I mean, I get it. You know, Dan Moore didn't do enough to lose his job. And that's been the saying, you don't want to lose your job to an injury, but at At the same time, you also want to put your best foot forward. You want to put your best players on the field and give your team the best opportunity to win. So although Dan Moore technically didn't do anything to lose his job, I feel like Broderick Jones did enough to win the left tackle position. Not only did he perform better, but the rest of the offensive line performed better. Go look at Isaac Sayumalu's stats for the last two games, where Broderick Jones was the left tackle for the last game and for majority of the game before. Dan Moore had gotten injured. Isaac Sayumalu's stats were the best. Now, is it because he got better or he knocked off some more rust? Yeah, I'm sure there's some you know component of that. But I also think that Maybe perhaps having a better left tackle next to him benefited Isaac Samala. Maybe him not having to check up on him, having to maybe not perform his duties to the best of his ability to help out Dan Moore. Maybe not get to the second level because he's having to hold that block for a second longer with Dan Moore. And maybe those things aren't happening with Broderick Jones. And that's allowing Isaac Samwell to play his position a little bit more freely and without having to worry about compensating for both Mason Cole and Dan Moore, because Mason Cole has not been the greatest center at all. He's been probably the biggest disappointment on the offensive line. I don't think Dan Moore has played poor or more poor compared to Mason Cole. I just think that Broderick Jones outplayed. Dan more up to this point in real games on Sunday in stadiums, as Coach T says. And just don't get it. Broderick Jones is the guy that the Pittsburgh Steelers went into the draft, moved up in the first round to number 14, traded with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. And you're just you're not going to start this guy anymore. At this point, you know, I think going into the season, a lot of folks would have said, all right, you're going to give Dan Moore the opportunity out there. And if he wows, not just plays good, I'm talking about wowing. If he wows, you keep him there. But if he doesn't, if he plays so-so, Broderick Jones needs to come in after the bye week. Well, we're after the bye week. And not only did we get so-so, Dan Moore, but we got a glimpse of a better Broderick Jones. Now, are there going to be growing pains? 100%. 100% there's going to be some growing pains. But at the end of the day, you're going to have some Dan Moore pains going along with this. He's not a great offensive tackle. He's going to make mistakes as well. I think that the mistakes that Dan Moore makes based on his talent deficiency compared to Broderick Jones, I think that Broderick Jones' growing pains It's going to be about equal. In fact, I think that it's going to end up helping Broderick Jones because he's going to make those rookie mistakes or young player mistakes whenever he gets into the game. It doesn't matter how much you prepare a player for the big game. It's not the same as being in the big game. And at this point, I think that you have prepared Broderick Jones to a point where... Let's get him some playing time. Let's get him some on-field experience and get those growing pains out of the way. That way, they're not affecting the Pittsburgh Steelers come week 16 or 17 when they're in position to possibly get into the playoffs, possibly win the North, something like that. You never know. You don't want to be in that situation and start going through some growing pains with Broderick Jones. You want to be able to go through those growing pains and not kill your team at the same time or have them happen at the most inopportune moment. You want to be able to recover for them, have them happen sooner than later. That way your season's not over and you can, Get better towards the end, but the Steelers' coaches know better than myself, obviously, and everybody else. So we'll just have to take their word for it and hope they're making the best decision. Now, when it comes to the Los Angeles Rams, they're pretty uh, banged up as well. The main injuries that they have are going to be to their running backs, Kyron Williams, who was their big rusher here recently, but he had an ankle injury. It's been considered a sprain. However, he his ability was in question since very early on in the week. So. The, He's not going to play. That's uh, going to be a huge benefit for the Spitsburg Steelers defense, who have been up and down in the in the run, who I think defensively have gotten better defending the run, but still aren't there. There's still some improvement to be made. But let's move on. Let's go into some storylines. Let's talk about some things to look into or look out for this game. We talked about one. We talked about Broderick Jones versus Dan Moore and where I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers will probably go and where they should go. Those are probably two different things. I think they should go with Roger Jones, but I think they'll probably end up starting Dan Moore. We talked a little bit about Deontay Johnson being back. I can't emphasize enough how huge Deontay Johnson being back is going to be for Kenny Pickett. To me, there's a possibility that it could be a night and day difference for this offense with just Deontay Johnson coming back. Calvin Austin has great talent and he's very good at what he does, but he is not Deontay Johnson and he does not get as open as Deontay Johnson. And like I said, I know a lot of people question his hands, but Deontay Johnson probably is more reliable in catching the ball as well uh, compared to Calvin Austin. Now we're going to take a quick break, real quick. And when we get back, I'm going to finish up my storylines. I got two left that are pretty interesting, in my opinion. So don't go anywhere. We're going to have a quick couple of words from our sponsors when we get back we'll talk about that we'll also do some predictions talk about the game keys to victories the whole nine yards we'll be right back
1: lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky plus.
2: Hey, check it out. You made it to the other side. Welcome back to State of the Steelers, where we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers and their upcoming matchup against the Los Angeles Rams in Inglewood, California. Like I said, the Steelers are heading out to Inglewood and up to no good. But before we get back into the content, before we get back into the storylines between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Los Angeles Rams for this game, I want to remind you guys of our website, steelcurtainnetwork.com, the one-stop shop for Pittsburgh Steelers, news and coverage. Go check it out. You won't be disappointed. Up to date, up to the moment. Up to the second, updates on the Pittsburgh Steelers, whether it's practice squad transactions all the way up to some surprise cuts and or signings. You don't want to miss it. Go check it out. Get all your coverage. And while you're there, check out our podcast. I'm sure if you're listening to me, you're listening also to Jeff Hartman. You're listening to Brian Anthony Davis. You're listening to Dave Schofield and Jeremy Betts and everybody else. But if you're not, go check them out. Go check out all the other audio podcasts that are aired out. aired out once, twice, three times a day. Won't be disappointed. Now let's get back into this. The next storyline I wanted to talk about was Kevin Dotson. He's another offensive lineman that the Pittsburgh Steelers traded or threw away, so to speak, who has turned their career around. First one being Kendrick Green at the Houston Texans, who was looking like an all-pro up until the moment where he got hurt against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now the Steelers are going up against Kevin Dotson, a guy that the Steelers traded out this this offseason right before the season started due to the acquisition of Isaac Samalu. So a little bit of a revenge game for Dotson, if given the opportunity, but he made some interesting comments. He talked about how things were different between McVay and Tomlin and how they both get the best out of players in different ways. Apparently, Kevin Dotson needs a coach to come up, pat him on the back and tell him he's done some good things. Give him an attaboy. And he couldn't handle the fact that Mike Tomlin told him that he had things to work on. Try to give him some adversity. So that way, during those weighty moments, during those times where it's like week 16, week 17, season on the line, Game on the line, and pressure and stress are at an all-time high. Are you going to be able to stand up to that adversity, or is that adversity going to crush you? If you're going into battle, you know that type of situation. Are you going to want the guy that has to get patted on the back, and you know, say, "Hey, you're a good player all the way through." or you're going to want the guy who is callous, hungry, who's determined, who is who has faced adversity, who is battle tested and do, and doesn't blink in the face of adversity to take multiple tommonisms. I think you're going to go with that guy that's not going to break, who's not going to blink. But, you know, some people they only well, work in different ways. Some folks need some positive reinforcement and things like that, too play positively it makes sense right it it does but you know at the end of the day I just didn't like the comments he made against coach D so take it for what it is I think that's going to be some billboard material for the Pittsburgh Steelers and for the defensive line and I'm looking forward to that matchup and to see what the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be able to do with Kevin Dodson hope it's a lot better than what they were able to do with Kendrick Green now the last storyline that I wanted to talk to you guys about was the fact that was the cornerback room Joey Porter in particular, Terrell Lawson came out earlier this week and said that Joey Porter wasn't going to be a starter. And I'm extremely frustrated by this. I don't understand it. I I don't get it with Broderick Jones and Joey Porter Jr. Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson have both been a liability as past defenders. They both are not, well, Patrick Peterson is a fraction of his former self. He has not just lost half a step. He's lost a full step. He's constantly just giving up big plays after big plays. And Levi Wallace was never a guy that had speed and he's been a guy that's been targeted by opposition more than any other defensive back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Joey Porter jr. On the other hand, quarterbacks that are thrown against him have a 0.0 rating. Joey Porter jr. As an interception off of a goal line pass in the most biggest and weightiest moment of a game against a divisional rival. And yet he's the guy that's on the bench Again, Are there going to be some growing pains with Joey Porter Jr.? 100%. But I would take those growing pains for him to get better and grow. than then have these old man pains or too slow pains from Patrick Peterson and Levi Wallace. Now, I think that perhaps, you know, starting Joey Porter Jr. on one side and having Patrick Peterson and Levi Wallace in some sort of rotation, keeping their legs fresh, I think that would probably benefit all three cornerbacks, in my opinion. But again, I'm not the coach and I'm not the expert but i will say this when it comes to this matchup against the los angeles rams for the cornerbacks this could be favorable so to speak possibly maybe um i know that cooper cup and puka are some fantastic wide receivers they can get open they're able to create space and they are reliable pass catchers yet they aren't they aren't burners. Cup ran like a 4.67, something like that. And and Puka ran like a 4.57, something like that. So they're not burners. So perhaps maybe if there is a game for Levi Wallace and Patrick Pearson to step up and not get burned so much, it's possibly this game. But those guys are route runners. Those guys are getting open in space. And like I said, they can catch the ball. They're going to be dependable. I know that the Pittsburgh Steelers played Cooper Cup a couple of years back and they uh, withheld them to without a catch. But that was a completely different team around them. I wouldn't expect the same outcome this week. But can the Steelers sort of contain them? I think they can. I think they can scheme it up if they play their cards correctly, so to speak. But with that said, let's talk about some other matchups. So the next matchup that I think is also going to be pretty big is going to be Mason Cole versus Aaron Donald. Mason Cole has not been the center that I was hoping he was going to be. I I did not see this. I didn't see him regressing to this point. You know, last season, I often asked myself, is Mason Cole playing as good as he's playing because he's that great of a center? Or is it possibly that I am looking through these Kendrick Green was a very bad center goggles and he's looking very good because of what we had before him? Now, I was very well aware that that could have been a possibility, but I didn't expect it to be to this degree. Mason Cole has been a complete liability out there. And, you know, going up against Aaron Donald is no <laughs> It's not an easy task. Probably one of the most difficult matchups that he's going to have this season. Now, last year, I, I was very optimistic. I thought he was doing well. He was on a bad ankle. So I thought that his play is only going to get better with health. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I'm concerned about this matchup. I think James Daniels and Isaac Seymour are going to have to really help him out. And I think that's going to leave Cheeks four and Dan Moore alone on an island a little bit more often than they have been in recent games, which brings me back to kind of like full circle here. I prefer to have Broderick Jones out there in that situation than I do Dan Moore or even Chooks-Core for, to be honest with you. But the trenches are going to be huge, whether it's in the offensive side or the defensive side. Matthew Stafford has been sacked 16 times this year, and he doesn't do very well when it comes to playing under pressure. So if the Steelers can get in his face and apply some pressure, He's going to put the ball up in a position for the Pittsburgh Steelers secondary to pick it out of the sky and take it down and get some turnovers. And they're going to have to win the turnover battle if they're going to want to win this game. You know, my keys to victory here, win the turnover battle, get over 125 yards rushing and limit Kenny Pickett to under 30 passing attempts. And I think the Steelers end up winning this game. Now, is it simple? Yeah, 100%. You got to. Got a good defense. And I think a defense that is also getting healthier and a defense that's also learning each other. The chemistry is getting there. The middle linebacker group, cohokum Roberts, Quan Alexander. I think they had their best game against the Baltimore Ravens and are only going to get better because they're playing together. They're building that chemistry. It was a completely revamped and, and overhauled inside linebacker group all the way from, the players to the coach. I even said earlier this season, there's going to be some growing pains there, but it seems like we're getting over that right now. Just keep it simple. You know, Win the turnover match, run the ball, don't pass too much. And I think the Steelers will have an opportunity to win this game. You know, the Steelers are three-point dogs on the road, on the West Coast, which means in a neutral side. It'd be a uh, toss-up game, which I can see. I think this is a game that the Pittsburgh Steelers can win. I think this is also very much a game that the Pittsburgh Steelers can lose. But for me on this game, my prediction is Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win this game. I think they're going to win this game 20-17. to 17. And to be honest with you, I think that I think the Steelers might end up having, I don't want to say a breakout game but I think they have a really good game offensively and end up putting over 20 points. I'm putting it at 20 points because they've not been able to show that they can consistently get over 20 points. But I think that that might be something that we're going to see the second half of the season post by maybe I'm just looking through some black and gold goggles and just have some optimism for no reason, but I really do think so. I think Deontay Johnson is going to be huge coming back. I think Pat Firemuth is going to be huge once he's healthy, you know, having him in there, not, healthy is pretty detrimental to the offense when it comes to the running game passing game i think he's fantastic injured or not he'll go out there he'll make a play if you end up you know being a liability in the running game and then become a, a predictable player meaning that when you're in you know it's going to be a passing play more times than not and you make things a little bit more difficult for the offense. let's get him healthy let's make sure he's good to go dealers will win 20 to 17 Go four and two and the Lions end up taking care of business against the the Ravens. The Steelers will find themselves be back again in first place. But we'll see. I'll be back on Monday after the game on the hangover with Shannon Y. You don't want to miss it, so make sure you go and you know subscribe to Steel Curtain Network on YouTube. And let's hope for a Pittsburgh Steelers victory this weekend against the Los Angeles Rams as they travel to Inglewood, California at SoFi Stadium. Let's go. Till next time, we'll see you guys later. Peace out.